3: Welcome to the MCU Universe. We're the Lorehounds, your guides to the multiverse and beyond. I'm David. I'm Jean.
0: And I'm Alicia. And we're here to guide you through the backstories of the cosmic superheroines proudly putting the she and MCU. Take
4: that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be recapping and setting up everything you need to know going into the newest MCU movie, The Marvels, opening November 10th.
3: We'd also love to hear your thoughts about The Marvels. Email your feedback to mcu at the Or head over to our website at thelorehounds.com and there you can use a contact form or record us a voicemail and we can just drop that right in. We're going to be recording our review episode for the Marvels about a week after the movie premieres. So if you've got feedback and you want to get it to us, get it to us before then so that we can include you in the episode.
0: And we'd also be forever grateful if you could help us get more ears tuned into the Lorehounds MC Universe. Um, All you need to do is drop us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening. Um, Apple Podcasts is especially good. And yeah, even if it's just something, a few quick words, they really mean a lot to us and are a huge help with the algorithm.
3: For ad-free versions of this and all of our podcasts, check us out at patreon.com slash the lorehounds. I'll share more about that as well as programming notes for our upcoming schedule at the end of the podcast.
4: And before we get started, just a quick spoiler warning. We'll be spoiling the plots of Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, WandaVision, and other shows and movies where our main characters have appeared. Basically, anything Marvel is on the table, comic books included.
3: Okay, wow. It feels like the Marvel world is pretty busy day- these days with all the news and Loki and the Marvel's movie and then Echo. So, a lot going on. Jean, we missed you last episodes, but do I you, know for, for Loki 5. But do you have just a quick take that you want to let us know how you're feeling?
4: I mean, I keep saying. You know, I can't say that this is my favorite episode, but here I am again, <laughs> and I'm like, oh. I, I, I really enjoyed the episode. There's one shot that's probably my favorite shot in the entire um series so far this season, at least. Uh-huh. Um, when Sylvie's in the record shop, Yes. and you know she has the headphones on and that long shot almost down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, look with the records. That's one of my favorite shots. For um,
3: the record. Have you listened to Alicia and i's coverage of episode four
4: Not yet. Not okay. yet. Okay. So I'll be listening today um, because little E over here is doing much, much better. Okay. Um, right, so yeah, I'll be putting that on today. Will so, I, I do you
0: might a whole... find you agree with somebody. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> I do a whole shtick on the uh camera work that with Sylvie on the couch and the way that the camera I wrote thought team. you might. I thought you might. I, <laughs> yeah,
4: I thought you might. I, it was acceptable. It, it Down was. To it the, was the,
3: the, the record floating as it's as Absolutely. the record itself spaghettifies and it's coming up. It was it was
4: exquisite. Just, just yeah. So I, I really enjoyed the episode and, and, and again. I think this this series is headed in the right direction towards the finale. finale. Yeah, the plane is going to be landed, bro. It's going to be landed, guys. You know, we're going to get on the runway. It's going to be smooth, no bumps. We're gonna, you know, collect ourselves. You can uh, apply mask. Uh, or not landing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's gonna be an orderly exit off the plane. Uh, we're gonna take the tram to the baggage collection, and then we're gonna be good. We're, we're good. We're gonna be Excellent. all right. We're gonna be all right. Fabulous. So I'm excited right. for this week.
3: Excited. Well, we're looking forward to having you on six, and then we'll uh, we'll go from there. Right. So they just released us uh the final trailer for the marvels a couple of days ago mm-hmm. is that right alicia
0: yeah i mean i, mean, I watched
3: it i didn't know when it got released it was there's just been a there. few
0: in quick succession but yeah okay. then i th- guess yesterday they uh they're like this is the final final one and that that was the one that had uh, all of the flashback stuff with the avengers and stuff before
4: got it jean did you
3: get a chance to
4: i did up yet? uh yeah i mean Thoughts? the movie I'm i'm in the movie basically there's nothing i could see right now that would turn me off to go and to watch this film okay so um i'm Did excited it for it excited? and i mean yeah of course you know at the yeah. end when we get that bid next and we see what the the focus is on <laughs> so yeah i'm super excited about that so yeah I'm, I'm excited to see if they actually incorporate that x into the movie since we already know that Ms. Marvel's a mutant. So, yeah, I'm excited.
3: So, Alicia, do you want to talk about the the X factor here? I, maybe not everyone has picked up the uh, subtle little thing that is in this trailer.
0: Yeah, well, th- that was actually, it was a different trailer that had that. It was it, like a 15-second spot, and then it said something about, like, what's coming next, and yeah. as the words. Oh, right,
3: right, yeah, right. So there's the trailer, Mm -hmm. and then there was a little teaser that they released with it with the x and it's funny
0: because you pointed out i didn't actually really realize that so as this word next is fading away we hear they're coming and the letter x in next stays around like half a second longer right so they might as well put like the x-men (laughs) 97 stinger right there (laughs)
4: absolutely
3: you know you can't put this stuff out and not i mean you've got to. We have a, you know, what what, what's, yeah. yeah, exactly. They know what they're doing, and and the old joke about an infinite number of monkeys with an infinite number of typewriters. I sort of reverse think about that, and just think about all the internet sluice out there, and we have this giant hive mind that's going to take things apart frame by frame and and look for these kinds of things. Especially, no, I, I mean, marvelous. that was
0: intentional. You you have to put in totally. effort to make be one found. letter stick around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: and people are going to make it mean something. So. I was—I just said a, a weird segue. I was listening to an interview with uh, Andy Serkis about Andor and how they were really worried about the fact that everybody was going to start making Snoke connections from his character in mm-hmm. Andor. And they were like, no, yeah, no, course. no, it's
0: not connected. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People so, still uh, won't let it go. I'm still not convinced. It could
1: be. <laughs> Still lines
0: enough.
3: up. <laughs> What are your Um, thoughts on the teaser and trailer uh, releases
0: that we just had? Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, on the one hand, I'm a little bit bummed that it seems to have taken on a more serious tone, and I hope that they've left some of that playfulness. You know, I heard that uh, there were like musical scenes in earlier editions, and I think that's been taken out. So that's too bad. Um, But I'm very excited about it. I especially love Ms. Marvel. Um, I also love Monica. Uh, yeah, Captain Marvel school. I'm very curious to just see what's coming out of this. Uh, it seems like there's going to be. I'm I'm very curious about the tech involved. And yeah, Tessa Thompson, um, Valkyrie popped up at the end, so that was yeah. a surprise yeah. to me.
3: Oh, that's right. Yeah, I I did see that. I was like, wait, I know her.
0: <laughs> where, yeah. is
3: she, where is she from? I just scratched my 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 head a little bit there.
0: Yeah. So I'm ex. I'm I'm excited. Like okay. I yeah, I have to say I'm even more excited about Echo, but I'm very excited about this. I'm going tomorrow, so
3: very cool. Yeah, I'm uh I, I went back and I watched a previous trailer too, and I did notice that the, the tone in the last couple of trailers is, is a little bit more serious, whereas that very first one we had was super playful and uh comical in a way. So I wonder why they're changing the tone. I'm really looking well, forward to uh a uh, a fun. I want to be entertained and, yeah. and have that sort of silly romp.
0: Well, I have to. I mean, so we talked a bit in the Loki episode about that Variety article, um, mm-hmm. and one of the things they said talked about was that there was a uh, test viewing in, with middling reviews of this movie in June. So that was five months okay. ago. So I think it might be after that that they took out the m- musical stuff. Okay. Um. So I, I don't know what's changed since then. I know. Yeah, there's a, it's there's been more that's come out about this Variety article being a hit piece. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 like For instance, they went after the-
3: Well, let's just go, let's get into all of this news. So we'll, let's talk a little bit about news about Marvel, the Variety piece, Reign of Marvel book, which you finished up, and we've got a bunch of general news. So let's get through all of that, and then we can do some context on the main characters in the movie- and then we'll get into some predictions and what we know about the, the movie so far. Continue, please.
0: Um, yeah, so in the article, they talked about the uh, the director, Nita Costa, that she mm-hmm. left before post-production was over to start work on her next film, Hedda, um, which also stars Tessa Thompson, by the way. And yeah, she came out in an interview this week saying basically, I, yeah, it, the movie uh, was pushed so many times. We, we know this as an audience. Um, eventually, they knew I had to go work on this other film, but I was still working long distance, and it was really n- not a big thing. I don't know why Variety's making a big deal of this. Okay. <laughs> it's basically her tone. So
4: Yeah, and, and to jump on that, she's not the first director to actually do that, right? Uh, um, where right. a film hasn't finished post-production, but they've started on their next effort. Um, that happens that's happened before and it, it's going to happen again but the way that the article presented it was like this is an anomaly like this right. is something strange going on and actually it's not, it's not. and so yeah. yeah that that was a very um for those who think it was a hit piece that definitely is one of the um,
3: still a little piece of evidence for that yeah
4: and yeah. and to have it you know to make this, this movie by a black woman director of a major franchise, right? And and to actually try to mar that a little bit to say, oh, this is out of bounds of what she's done and what she's doing
5: mm-hmm. was
4: really, you know, untoward. And I, I, and you can't take away that that lens um, because they haven't done that for other directors, white male directors, who've mm-hmm. done the same thing.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And and it's sort of on top of the fact that if it's, I mean, it's the tracking on this is low, and tracking, despite uh, a lot of criticism about tracking, tracking is pretty good science so far, is as, is as, as what I can tell. They're not generally off on these things. So this movie's tracking a bit low, and if they had some reviews, then I could see them wanting to. You know, neg the conversation a little bit, man. It you know, like, oh, we're going to dig down and we're going to protect ourselves. I mean, that's a very corporate thing to do is to try to protect the PR image. Oh, it wasn't our fault. It wasn't the studio fault. It was director fault or something like that. So, yeah.
0: I mean, the tracking is uh, they're expecting for opening weekend, 70 to 80 million domestically within the US. So that okay. wouldn't even count like my theater ticket, for instance. Right. Um, which is, you know, that's still that's a that's a lot of money. That's a for any other movie would be a, a fine opening. A really good opening. Right. But it's half of what Captain Marvel got. But that's because things have changed a lot. So the tracking mm-hmm. for yep. movies yep. all across the board is down. Um sure. mm-hmm. the reported budget of this film is uh two fifty to two seventy five million. Mm-hmm. So I, I think yeah, they're gonna have no problem at least making that back double, especially internationally. Um so yeah, I I think it's just overall um MC, MCU movies used to be like that you would get close to a billion or break it. And right. now that's just not as realistic in the current environment.
4: Right. For and a I lot think, too, of factors. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think too that we have to you know kind of reevaluate what movie openings are
5: mm-hmm. because
4: post COVID,
5: mm-hmm. let's
4: let's be honest, I know I still know a lot of folks who don't go to the theater. Right. Who are, just don't Just don't go. They just don't go. Whereas before COVID, they were in either that Friday or that Saturday or that Sunday opening weekend. Now they don't go. Um, so there's, there's a, a very, like Alicia said, there's a shift in, in how people consume the material that that's being put out there. So we're still going by these old standards mm-hmm. and, um, and it's not just movies; it's just in in a lot of um reg- day, regular regular day to day life. We're still going by post COVID standards and a pre COVID standards. Excuse me, in a post COVID world, right. <laughs> And can't we can't do that? We have to take into consideration how people have changed their normal routines. Right. So if it's not tracking as much as twenty nine, as when was Captain Marvel? Twenty yeah, I I yeah. nineteen?
5: Like yeah. Yeah. Twenty eighteen? Yeah.
4: Yeah. So if it's not tracking in the same direction as the Captain Marvel movie, then there's a reason why. And I don't necessarily think it's because Nia DaCosta Costa did not um stick <laughs> around. She was Right. To yeah. Anymore. To go to do another project. Yeah,
0: right. Oh, I mean good for her that she has work. Yeah. And Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and she's not gonna throw away her career to finish a movie that keeps getting dragged out. That's right.
3: So yeah. Alicia you finished the Reign of Marvel book the the book that Joanna Robinson yes. co-authored about mm-hmm. the inside of Marvel and the rise of of the studio in this big interconnected IP world what's your hot takes on the book
0: Overall it's uh really you know interesting condensed gathered up a lot of a lot of the stories that you've heard before with new details and new perspectives mm-hmm. but it, it's the only problem is that it, of course, ends at a certain point. So the last chapter is basically all of phase four and beyond. Um, okay. And so it leaves a lot of things dangling because, of course, you know, at some point they had to stop writing the book and right. publish yeah. it. Yeah, Yeah.
3: they had to um, put an end to it and edit it and yeah, all right.
0: that stuff. Right. So, it, but it leaves unsolved issues still lingering in the air, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. Black Panther didn't solve racism um <laughs> Captain Marvel is only like the beginning of MCU complaints. I just yeah, what is the future going to be now in this precarious era for, for cin- cinema everywhere. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I just it needs a sequel.
3: But good good insights for what it covered.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, especially for uh just going way back to how Kevin Feige's career started and just the very foundings of the the comics and uh how the different arms of the studios, you know, the uh, movies and, and everything and how it all worked together and the shifting pieces. Yeah.
3: Cool. So what other Marvel news do we have? We, You and I talked about the Echo trailer the other day. Yeah, but yeah. but there's all this like crunchy new, you know, background noise uh, about it. But uh, we've got now Marvel Spotlight. So you want to talk to us a little bit about that?
0: Right. So right after we recorded our episode talking about the Echo trailer, I uh, got a bunch of news. So I have there's a Marvel Spotlight and then I have to issue a very happy correction to myself. Okay,
3: cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let's so- talk about Marvel Spotlight quick.
0: Yeah, so um, Echo is going to be the first of a new what they're branding is Marvel Spotlight. They even got mm. Michael Giacchino, the director of *Werewolf by Night*, to make a little new music fanfare for it. And it's this is going to be grittier, street level stories. That
5: mm-hmm.
0: um, they say, you know, it's not necessarily going to interconnect with uh, the what's going on in the movies, so people can watch them separately. Although obviously Echo does tie to Hawkeye, so I'm like, okay, well, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> grittier street level stories. As we saw, you know, we saw Kingpin in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hearkening back to Daredevil. What did you think of that Echo trailer, Jean?
4: It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, that's that's it. it. It's amazing. I I love it. I I love Kingpin. I mean, he Vincent D'Onofrio is just like. On screen as that character, he's
3: he embodies like, it so well, right?
4: You can't take your eyes off of him, mm-hmm, you know, right?
5: mm-hmm.
4: because he's such an imposing figure and just the way that he delivers on every scene. And it it sounds like they they're going back to the Netflix series, right? The <laughs> <definitive> <laughs> street level, good mm-hmm. yeah, the, the the street level type of of characters where they can exactly. tell different stories from, you know, our. You know, Avengers and X Men and things of that nature. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it.
3: Yeah. I heard some criticism of the oh well, like if you have to slap a label on the outside of a show like this, then you sort of already lost. And whatever,
4: oh uh, please. Yeah, I, mean, you I was just, like, please. Please. no.
3: Please. <laughs> <laughs> I please. was happy no. with it because. It it's saying that we're going to, this is a different product. Uh, you know, we put labels on products so that we can understand them. And this is just a, a product label that just says you can sit back and enjoy this and not worry about anything. It's a self-contained story.
5: Mm-hmm. That's right. great.
3: I mean, we do that for Legos. We do that for the star Wars IP, right? With all the Lego and the kids stuff. We it's clearly marketed in, in different lanes. So, I I did not buy, and it's from uh, some podcasters that I really like to listen to generally, but they've been on a really bad run with uh, Marvel recently. And I just don't buy that. I think it's a a valid tool for consumers to look out into the entertainment world and go, what do I want to watch? Oh, here's a whole collection of stuff that's Marvel related. I like Marvel, but I don't have to worry about, does this connect to that movie or this movie? I can just enjoy it for what it is. It's an interesting, gripping, compelling story. That works for me. The to yeah. have a label for that, that works for me. And and so I don't buy the any criticism.
0: I do have a problem with that aspect of the label just because to me that it does seem like a little bit of bullshit because um, uh-huh. first of all because every Marvel thing should be something you can watch on its own and that's what they've worked to make the case always and this is already starting out as not on its own because it's uh, tied to, you know, her, she started, uh, we met her character in Hawkeye, Daredevil's okay. involved. Right. So what excites me about this more is the grittier street level aspect. Okay. but I that's, think, yeah.
4: oh, oh, go ahead, Alicia.
0: No, I just don't know how much is like the marketing speak with this whole standing on its own thing because that just doesn't make any sense to me. But, got it. but right, Got it. Making it more like the Defenders verse. Is interesting to me.
4: Right. Yeah, I think that is interesting. And, and, and I think, like I said before, we've said before, that there's an expectation that everything ties into one another. That's the expectation that was set way back when, you know, Iron Man debuted. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's going to be some connectivity to every, every, every movie, every story. We're going to get a clue into what's happening next. Get over that.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. get
4: over that. It, does, it doesn't have to happen that way. Yeah. Um and they've been doing that for a long time now. It's just that people didn't pay attention. Agents of Shield on on ABC, you know, the Defenderverse the these things we thought would tie in actually never did tie in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, now they I, now
0: they're starting to. Now they're yeah. starting to, but at yeah. the yeah. time
4: we were watching them, yeah. there was the expectation like, right. oh, how is this going to tie in? How is this going to show up? Are they going to show up in the movies? Are they going to drop a hint?
0: They do have a chapter about that in the MCU book.
4: Ah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we're on the right tangent here. You know what I mean? So folks have to get over the the expectation that everything you watch is going to be connected to some greater story. It's not. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. It could be self-contained and it could be its own thing. And then if you happen to see these characters show up somewhere else, hooray. If yeah. not, you've got that story to go back to. Yeah, that's. And true. I'm fine with that.
0: Yeah. So this is like, uh, it's supposed to be a nod to the line of Marvel comics launched in 1971 called Marvel Spotlight. And this was the, uh, you know, these were characters that started as standalone, but some of them became much bigger, like Ghost Rider and Spider Woman started there and obviously branched out past that.
3: This goes back to the point that. These are comic book stories, <laughs> right? The, these are right. comic book characters. This is the source material. So we're trying to create that hybrid blend of getting our comic books onto screen and in a in different and, and be able to do different things with this style of storytelling. But I don't think we could ever subtract, we should never subtract the idea that these come from comics. So if we're gonna right. do little encapsulated worlds or little side stories and going back to 71 with, with Marvel spotlight comics, it's kind of baked in for me. And so Mm -hmm. if there's big story arcs that connect great, and I'm happy for a lot of little stuff to be bubbling away all around and anything that they want to do to help me understand what product is, what product that, that works for me. That helps me make my decision-making when I sit down to, you know, watch something at night.
4: Yeah, Like, for me, you know, when when folks say, how come Captain Marvel didn't show up in in Avengers Endgame or Infinity Mm -hmm. War? I never questioned that.
5: Mm -hmm.
4: You know, because she's doing her own thing. (laughs) Yeah, she's doing her own thing. She's having her own adventures. That's what, to David's point, the comic books are, Mm. right? Yes, we can have interconnected stories, but for the most part, it's in these characters inhabiting the same world, but off on their different journeys, different Mm -hmm. adventures that have nothing to do with one another that rarely ever cross paths with one another. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I think that's what they're doing. That's what I hope that they're doing because I need to see more. I want more characters. Mm -hmm. I want want more stories to be told. And if the way that we get more stories to be told is to have them self contained, I'm, is super excited about that. Right. So
3: speaking of self-contained stories, let's uh, pivot to Echo really quick. You've yeah. got some new information, Alicia, that you um, wanted to yeah, uh, so self-correct, happily self-correct on.
0: Happily self-correct. So I was talking in the Loki episode about how I really hoped that they would drill down more on the specificity of Echo's Native American heritage. Mm-hmm. And so in the comics, she was uh, Cheyenne and Blackfoot, but okay. it turns out, so they've decided that In the show, she's Choctaw. Okay. So they've chosen a specific tribe, and they have gone all in on making it authentic to that. Um, Now, Sydney Freeland is the director. She's Navajo, but uh, she is Native American. She grew up going to powwows and grew up reading comics. So she's kind of the perfect person to do this. Um, But she called Echo's backstory in the comics was a hodgepodge of imagery that made this muddled, inauthentic backstory. So. I apparently one of the um main writers uh, Stephen mm-hmm. Paul Judd is from Choctaw Nation okay. which is in, uh, the part I know anyways based in Oklahoma. Yeah, so they actually they involved the elders in um you know they consulted with them to okay. make sure that they got aspects of the story right even though they warned them it was going to be ultra violent yeah. and yeah. they actually held a screening of the first two episodes at oh, the wow. uh, Choctaw Nation's pow- powwow earlier this month so Okay. Super cool. That's and they great. even they even released a trailer with Choctaw subtitles. So they're going on, wow. on this, yeah. Wow,
3: that's that's uh, going to that level of, of effort is really refreshing <laughs> to hear that a big studio, which doesn't necessarily always show its care for you know communities in that way, it that that feels nice. That's that's refreshing.
0: Yeah, and um, they're also changing her powers slightly from the comics. Okay. So in the comics, she can just, she can copy. She's kind of, I mean, it sounds too similar to Taskmaster anyway. So I can understand uh, Taskmaster being the antagonist, one of the antagonists in the Black Widow movie. But yeah, so now they're saying her powers come from different specific ancestors. So they're going to be uh, specific to her heritage, and each power comes from a different ancestor.
3: Interesting, okay mm-hmm. the release has got some headwinds because I think people have been hearing news about this show and the, the fact that it kept getting pushed and whatnot so I'm nervous for its reception um i'm I'm gonna go in you know neutral baseline to watch what they have, but yeah, the the Marvel Negativity machine seems to be grinding its gears and I, I mean, I'm, I'm just to not
0: listen to a lot of that. Yeah. I'm just I'm just going to ignore that as much as possible yes. because I'm <laughs> I'm very excited about this. And they're also doing giving similar care to the fact that she's deaf right. that she's so the director and a bunch of other casting crew members learned ASL on set cool. and uh they made sure to, you know, change the way that they film close-ups and you know just to Make sure that they're capturing the Mm -hmm. sign language, uh, the full scope of it. So for deaf viewers at home, but also just to you know fully capture um, that experience in her her life and her character.
3: Right, right. Interesting. Okay, cool. Fingers crossed, and that's dropping in January, January tenth, if I remember Mm -hmm.
0: right. Yeah, five episodes at once.
3: Okay, we are definitely going to cover it. And uh, we'll just have to schedule out our timing. It's binge shows are hard to do podcasts on because all of that initial buzz and you want to be out there. It's hard to do it after. So we'll talk amongst ourselves, figure out how we want to break up the coverage, but we're definitely going to cover it. And we'll just let you guys know as soon as we have figured out a game plan for that. Any other thoughts or news bits on what's going on in Marvel World? If not,
0: um, more confirmation that what if is going to start airing, uh, end of December.
3: Okay. All right. So we got a little, um, holiday winter holiday viewage to, uh, mm-hmm. entertain us with. So we'll definitely do a, a recap on that of, of some kind as well. Right. Cool. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. And then we, when we get back, we will get into recapping the Marvel's story. And we're back. Okay, well, let's switch our focus to prepping for the Marvels movie. We've got three big characters that we've got to talk about. We've got to pick up from where we left off in 2019. So let's start off with talking about Captain Marvel herself.
4: Yeah, so in the movie, this is the Captain Marvel movie from 2019. Um, We first meet the character and she's being called Veers. She's in training on another galaxy in another galaxy on a planet called Hala, which mm-hmm. is the home world of the Cree people, okay. a space-faring humanoid race who are in the midst of a, of a war with the shape-shifting Skrulls.
3: Who we spend a lot of time with in the <laughs> show that shall not be
4: named. <laughs> um, this character Veers, this person Veers, keeps having nightmares of an older woman all their memories. Um, her commander... Yon Rog, Yon Rog, say that three times. Tells her to keep training, while the Kree leader, the supreme intelligence, the supercomputer, tells her to keep her emotions in check. All isn't as it seems. We fast forward. Veers is in a, a fight with some Skrulls. Um, she gets captured by someone named Talos. Mm. Um, we know who Talos <laughs> is. <laughs> um, but escapes and lands on Earth, L.A. to be specific. And it's the year 1995. Do you guys remember any of that stuff?
5: Vaguely. I remember it I've seen this movie multiple times.
4: (laughs) Okay. All
3: right. I'm reminding it well enough from your description.
4: All right. So the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Fury and Coulson, are sent to investigate this strange, otherworldly person walking around L.A., but they're challenged by a scrawl. And this is the first time that we actually get uh, a fight scene um, with the Skrull's shape-shifting abilities um, on screen, uh, which was a pretty cool thing to watch. Veers fights off the Skrull, Nick Fury kills the Skrull, and Veers gets a crystal that has her memories stored within it. She uses the crystal and finds out she needs to get to this Air Force base called um, Project Pegasus, that houses Project Pegasus. Talos, meanwhile, the same Skrull that captured her, um, is posing as Fury's boss and orders him to help Veers get to Project Pegasus in order to keep an eye on her. We good so far? Any thoughts? Good. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> keep going. They learn that Veers is a human pilot who was presumed to have died in a crash of an experimental light speed engine built by Dr. Wendy Lawson. And this Dr. Wendy Lawson is the same person she's been seeing in her dreams. Fury... <laughs> Fury sees that Talos is impersonating his boss, and Veers and him escape to Louisiana using Lawson's jet. And there's a stowaway, a little cat. Um, <laughs> Veers. When they're in Louisiana, they meet Maria Rambo and her daughter Monica, and they tell her that her name is actual Carol Danvers, and that they're family. Talos arrives at Maria's place, tells them he's not an enemy. But and that the scrawls are only looking for a home after theirs was destroyed by the Cree. And that Lawson—they
0: that. They're obviously going to get that real soon.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and that Lawson was really a Cree named Marvell, who was helping them, helping them to find a home. He plays a recording, and Carol suddenly remembers. Jan Rog killed Marvel, then destroyed the experimental engine, but when the engine blew up the energies were absorbed by carol giving her powers but she lost her memory carol monica fury talos find marvell's lab it's a cloaked patient talos is reunited with his family who marvell was hiding from the creed she was also hiding the tesseract oh man so many so many stuff going on in this movie um The Kree show up, led by yon Yon Rog. Carol interfaces with the Supreme Intelligence and is able to remove an implant that kept her powers in check. Kree star cruisers show up in Earth space, led by Ronan the Accuser, here to destroy the Skrulls and Earth. Carol easily destroys one of the ships. Ronan flees back to Kree space. Carol defeats yon Rog and sends him back to Hala, Warning the supreme intelligence to stay away from her and Earth. Carol leaves with the Skrulls to complete Marvel's mission to find them a new homeworld. And no, the cat is named Goose, and she's a frickin'. Who's the reason that Nick Fury needs an eye patch? Finn. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Joan. Good I'll stuff, I'll never that was trust that. someone
3: again. <laughs> you know, I, I have to say, I do have good memories. I haven't watched The Marvels yeah. in a long time, but I have good memories of the movie. I thought it was a good story. It, it told a, a good story. It was tight in its scripting. It left some great open-ended stuff and there was, you know, good drama and and uh, the whole the whole mystery. I mean, it wasn't a groundbreaking plot. It didn't cut new territory into
0: storytelling,
3: but it was solid and entertaining. It was a good movie.
0: It pulled a lot of like strings together, you know.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it did. It yeah,
0: did. with the with the tesseract and uh, the Cree and the scrolls, and yeah, right, yeah,
3: the and Fury getting his scars that was that was fun, and now forever, uh, <laughs> our domestic cats are called Flerkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I thought it was a, a fun film.
4: I, I it was. I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, and I and I I liked the character, so it it, it was cool. The movie was nice. It it was a breezy afternoon. I think you and I saw it together, David. I think we Uh, did. I think we saw it together. Yeah, the audience was super into it, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it it was nice, and there was this one—the one scene was probably one of my 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 favorite scenes from the movie—is when Jan Rog is trying to convince her not to use her powers to fight him, and she's like, "Huh? Yeah, no. Here, take that," (laughs) 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 And, and, and she blasts him, and it's like, "Yeah." Yeah, th- that that was pretty cool. Um, I like seeing villains get their come up um, yeah, never never ceases to please me. Right, mm-hmm. and then
3: um, she disappears for a while. She goes yes. yeah. and we don't see her for a long time, and then she sort of shows up at at a, at a clutch moment.
4: All right, so Infinity War, Captain Marvel isn't in Infinity War. She's off doing superhero things trying to help the Skrulls. The snap happens. Boom. As Nick Fury is being dusted out of existence, he presses send on a beeper that's only supposed to be used for emergence. And we see Captain Marvel's insignia. Mm-hmm. Finn. That's right. all we get from her. Right. Now we move to Endgame. And we have Tony, who's adrift with Nebula in a spaceship. Everything has gone to shit. He thinks he's dying. He thinks he's going to die. He'll never see Pepper again. And he's distraught. He looks out the window, and there's a huge shining light.
3: Yeah. And it's Carol. Yeah, the the glowing, like, what's going on? Yeah, that was a...
4: She brings him back to Earth and demands to see Nick Fury. Mm -hmm. And that's when she learns about Thanos and everything that's happened um, in Infinity War. Mm -hmm. She's part of the assault on the Mad Titan and watches Thor behead him. Later on, we see her in a conference where she says she won't be coming back to Earth anytime soon as she's helping other planets deal with the fallout from the snap. In the final battle with 2014 Thanos, who came forward in time, she's the heavy. She's the big power hitter of the crew. And it looks like if worse came to worse, she could take out Thanos on her own. Mm-hmm. And then once Thanos is defeated, we get to see her in the background of Tony's funeral. Finn. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we've only seen her since uh, looking looking at like the Ten Rings at the end of Shang-Chi. And then, of course. Oh, the, she was in uh, that? Miss Marvel. She in the
3: credit scene. Oh, gosh. I, I don't remember. Or I missed it or I don't remember it. So.
0: Yeah, when uh, they call, they call Shang-Chi and Katie out of the restaurants with the portal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, then yeah, it's was it's her, Bruce. I forget one other person. I think is there anyway?
5: Okay,
4: Doctor Strange.
0: Doctor Strange, and they're they're studying the Ten Rings. Uh, They or they want to study the Ten Rings.
3: Okay, got it. Is that going to play any part in this movie? Do we know? Good
4: question. We don't know. Yeah, right, we
3: don't right. know.
0: A lot of people are wondering if there's a link between the the ten rings and, and the, the Bangles, right? This Kang, bracelet Kang that Kang we in see in the yeah in mm-hmm. the trailers, right? And uh, we know from the Ms. Marvel TV show,
5: Mm-hmm.
4: you know. And and now that I look back on on it, and, and I said I didn't think about this when I first saw Endgame, but when she says she's not coming back to Earth. That was a pretty shitty thing, because what about Maria and Monica? Mm-hmm.
5: mm-hmm.
4: You know, did she even check up on them? Right. You know, you Great know. It, it, when I thought about it, I was like, "Oh man, like you're just not gonna you're not gonna go see your people, like mm-hmm. make sure that they're okay. <laughs> you're just gonna bounce." Um. So maybe we get some sort of resolution to that in the movie, The Marvels.
3: Is that a good segue into uh talking about uh the other characters that we have here? I mean, yeah. Miss Marvel Kamala Khan was not part of that storyline, but uh Monica Rambeau and Captain Marvel, it uh, gets a little confusing with the names there. Like they're that's her people, right? That's that's Carol Danvers. supposed
4: people. to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Supposed to be. And but she just bounced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know and i don't know um uh, how how cool is monica with that right <laughs> I, i'm going to be in, uh, i'm interested to see their dynamic that's
5: what okay
0: there was a short clip released which i mentioned in the loki episode um that just shows her and monica meeting briefly and she mm. she calls her uh what's what's it she calls her lieutenant trouble and she's like i go by captain rambo now
4: mm. like, there there's go. some tension yeah. Which I, you know, suspect is, I thought there would be. And yeah, I think there should be some tension.
0: Yeah. You know, no, definitely it, should be. What she, do you want to recap us on what she did in Captain Marvel, Monica?
3: I got a quick question. With the scroll thing, wasn't she supposed to be working to find a new homeworld mm-hmm. for
0: the scrolls? Yes. Yes. And obviously that didn't, yeah. right. that didn't go so
3: well. Some, some drama, <laughs> it's a
4: potential drama
3: point there, right?
4: That didn't go yeah. well. That didn't go well, as we watched over the summer.
5: (laughs) For multiple (laughs) reasons.
4: In the show that shall not be spoken of (laughs) from the summer of 2023. It didn't go well. So, young Monica, who was maybe all of eight years old, um, during the Marvel, she actually helped Captain Marvel with her suit. Right? So she helped her pick the colors for, for the fancy suit that she now wears mm-hmm. as she goes superhero around the, the galaxy. Okay. So I thought that was a pretty cool thing. Now, we could go to WandaVision or we could go to Ms. Marvel. What do you guys want to do?
0: Oh, I guess let's continue Monica's story.
4: So, Monica is now grown up and she's working for SWORD. No longer 1995. SWORD is the agency, space agency that is now that was founded by her mother. We meet Monica. She was killed in the snap and was not there as her mother passed away from cancer. She reappears at the moment that she thought she was visiting her sick mom, only to learn it's five years later and her mom has died. What the fuck? (laughs) Man. Okay. While dealing with this loss, she's sent out on a missing person um, crisis in the town of Westview with her partner, Agent Jimmy Wu. We love Jimmy Wu.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, there turns out to be some sort of energy construct that is a barrier from letting anyone inside of the town of Westview. Monica happens to cross the threshold and is brainwashed by Wanda Maximoff, AKA Scarlet Witch. And she now believes she's a woman by the name of Geraldine. Wanda grows suspicious of Geraldine slash Monica and thinks that she's working against her and ejects her from the town. Monica and Jimmy are trying to find a solution to this problem because, as we all know, the military was their first and only objective to solve problems. And we don't want that to happen. Monica decides she's going to try to go back through the barrier to, in order to stop Wanda to talk her down. They she uses a vehicle that was supposed to be able to break through the barrier, but it cannot. So she gets up and she walks through. As that. she walks through, yeah, that's that was a super cool scene super that lives
0: cool, in my head. Yeah,
4: super super cool scene. As she walks through. We can see something is changing with Monica. What we come to learn from, why can't I remember her name? Oh, Lord. Oh, goodness gracious. Darcy, Darcy. yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much. What we come to learn from Darcy, Darcy is um, the character from Thor who works with Jane Foster, uh, for those who want to remember. Um, She's a super smart, super capable scientist. And she tells Monica at one point that going through the barrier has changed her on a cellular DNA level. But so this final scene, as she's walking through the barrier, we can actually see something is going on with Monica. She's being pulled apart, but the memories of her mother keep her together and she makes it through. She's able to talk to wanda she gets into a confrontation with agatha harkness who we will see soon enough again in her own uh, marvel show um the and renamed <laughs> and we get to see that monica now has power she can see energy across any spectrum at the end of the series Monica is approached by a scroll who is in disguise, who says that he was sent by a friend of her mother, who would very much like to talk to her. The friend of her mother turns out to be Nick Fury.
0: Finn. <laughs> so I, I made a joke with the um, X Men stinger, but do you think she could be? I mean, changed on a cellular level. Do you think she's a mutant now? I, Wanda has of course in the comics a tie to well to the mutants to being one herself but also uh to ending all of the mutants for a while. Um could she be the mother of the mutants here birthing them with her chaos magic?
4: That's a mm.
3: So in the That's an interesting question. In the final trailer not the teaser with the X, but the, the trailer that mm-hmm. starts off with uh, Captain, or the Avengers stuff. There are a couple of quick scenes towards the end where it feels like somebody's appearing on uh, a landing deck of a spaceship. And it's kind of an outline of a woman, but it's really fast. And then right after that, there is a scene of, I believe... Rambo is, I believe, like in a medical facility and somebody walks by her sort of with some bandage wraps. And mm. so I'd i been on the X-Men hunt after Alicia, you pointed out the X mm-hmm. in, in the next. And those two little clips, I tried to get a freeze frame to be able to grab it. But it's really hard because they're so fast and the YouTube scrubbing, blah, 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 blah. But I was like, wait, how did these two little clips deal with the main story? Overall, and they seemed very out of place for what the trailer was trying to tell me about the movie itself. You know, and the conflict and the drama that's coming. So I, I could be hunting shadows here, but I it, it did make me question what was going on.
4: Huh? From an I'm gonna X-Men have to go. I'm table. gonna have to go back to that. It's about I 1 pick that up.
3: forty-five seconds, right around in
0: there. Okay.
4: So okay. Yeah.
0: All right. I'll I didn't. I didn't pick it up. To yeah. I'm gonna yeah. go pay attention to that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, one thing that is also relevant in the, um, Monica's backstory is that her, her mom, um, Maria, she was in an alternate reality in um, the universe 838, they called it, in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. She was Captain Marvel herself.
3: Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't
0: know if and, I can keep that straight in my head. <laughs> so, yeah. So, in another reality, 838, um, mm-hmm. she was herself Captain Marvel. So, in that reality, Carol never became Captain Marvel. Instead, uh, okay, all of that okay. stuff happened mm-hmm. to her that happened in the Captain Marvel movie, I guess. Okay. So, okay. Uh, that might be relevant. They do, in the trailer, they
3: do talk about the sort of this incursion thing, right? This uh, reality permeating the walls of reality. Something right. else is coming through. Mm hmm. So, which seems to be, with oh, Creed we're getting into Rambles. the new movie here. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. And we also, yeah, we think she'll be called um, Ms. Marvel's had a reference to a photon glove, which seems to be related to her. So what were you saying, Sean?
4: No, no. The, with the incursions, it, it's a it's a theme, on, it's an ongoing theme. Because okay. when we talk about Ms. Marvel, the series, even that had uh, a kind of like um, incursion, so to speak, in in the series as well. Right. So they've been laying down the seeds for this, you know, multiversal collapse for a while now.
3: Well, we've got some collapsing happening
0: <laughs> in another <laughs> in another place. So yeah. let's talk about that uh, series, John.
4: All right. So Miss Marvel. Which full disclaimer?
0: Is my favorite.
4: I actually love this
3: series. (laughs) I am ashamed Uh, to be here with you guys because I I have not Uh, watched it. It's
0: so fast. Watch it this week. It's 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 like short, fun episodes. Oh my gosh, the family dynamic. And the family's coming back for the new movie. I'm so excited
4: about that. I, Um, I really... And she happens to be, along with Miles Morales, I think, you know, the last 15, 20 years, one of the most important Marvel characters created. And they're setting those two characters in the comics. They set them up to have big, big futures.
5: Okay.
4: Um, like these are major drivers of stories in, in the comics. So it's, it's nice to see that come through on screen as well. Okay. So she's a fave of mine. All right. So Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan is just a regular 16-year-old Pakistani-American teenage girl living with her family in Jersey. She loves Captain Marvel, and she loves superheroes. She gets a package in the mail that has a golden bangle from her grandmother. She sneaks off to Avengers Con with her best friend Bruno, cosplaying as Captain Marvel. I mean, come on, she's cosplaying. Yeah, she's, yeah. One of us. she's going to and Avengers. And the actress
0: Con. who plays her, Manvalani, um, is also like a total geek herself. So anyway. right.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so um, once she gets to the Avengers Con, she puts on the bangle, which causes some strange energy. To come out of her, but she can't control it and it's causing major damage. She saves the classmates from falling debris and runs away. Afterwards, we meet some agents from the Department of Damage Controls. Can never be good. This is the name. Department (laughs) of Damage Control. Um, who wants to find this new superpowered person. She starts to train in order to do good in her city. Bruno is able to figure out that the bengal is only channeling the energy from Kamala, not creating. She meets Cameron and starts spending more time with him, leaving poor Bruno out in the cold. She asks her mother and grandmother about her great-grandmother, Aisha, who no one wants to talk about. No one wants to talk about her great-grandmother and what happened in the great partition of India. Which created two new countries that we know as India and Pakistan. Department of Damage Control targets the South Asian Muslim communities because they deduce that this new superhero or superpowered person is, in fact, part of the Jersey City Muslim community. We know that doesn't go well.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: During an Eid celebration, Kamala saves a young boy and, with Kamran's help, escapes from the clutches of the DODC. Kamala learns from Kamran's mother, Najma, that she is a clandestine, or jinn, a being from another dimension, and tells Kamala that her great-grandmother was also a jinn. They need Kamala's help to get back home. At her brother's wedding, the clandestines attack, warning the Bengal and Kamala. She escapes with someone named Kareem and the Red Daggers, a group dedicated to fighting the clandestine. Kamala learns that the clandestines are trying to break the veil that separates two dimensions so that they can take over the Earth dimension. The clandestines escape DODC custody. They attack the Red Daggers. And when her bangle is struck, Kamala is sent back to 1947 on the eve of the partition. We see Aisha in 1942 in love with Hassan, an Indian independence activist. We fast forward five years to 1947. Najma is confronted, Aisha is confronting Aisha and tells her to give her the bangle. But Aisha has hidden it with her daughter Sana, Kamala's grandmother. Najma kills Aisha. In the midst of the chaos of people trying to board trains, Sana gets separated from her father. Kamala finds Aisha, who asks Kamala to protect her husband and her daughter. She reunites her grandmother with her father and then returns to the present. The veil has been broken, but no one can get through. Najma gives her powers to Karam and sacrifices herself to close the veil. Kamala's parents see her using her powers. Kamala goes off to see Bruno, but they are attacked by a DODC drone. The DODC chases them and a showdown happens at her high school. She's able to defeat the DODC with the help of her friends. Kamala is seen as a hero by her city and takes the name Miss Marvel with the support of her family. Bruno tells Kamala that she has a genetic mutation.
0: Da, 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 da.
4: Everything seems great until the bangle starts glowing and poof, Kamala disappears from her home. And standing in her place is Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that's the short and brief of Miss oh, Marvel makes series. Me,
0: even though WandaVision is one of my favorites, for some reason, you recapping this one makes me especially want to rewatch this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, that's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah, what do we think? What did you think, Alisa, of this series and, and of the reveal?
0: Yeah, I mean, I was very excited to have the mutant reveal because in the comics, she's an inhuman, but it was so it was a funny thing where they cut off the mutants. So the whole th- storyline, where with Wanda ending the mutants for a while, that was basically because Fox had the rights to the X Men. So Marvel's like, we want our own thing. So they're like, no more mutants. And now we're going to have the inhumans. And so Kamala was an inhuman, but now they're. She would have been a mutant otherwise, they said. And so they're just making her a mutant in the MCU. But it makes me want to know.
4: We'll trick update in
0: yeah.
4: Marvel Comics. She is now an Inhuman, but she also has a, a mutant um, power. Right. Okay. That has not yet manifested. So she is, in fact, oh, so it's gonna a mutant. Be, oh,
0: is it going to be Hard Light, you think? Do you think we don't We don't know. The they, they, they
4: didn't say anything yet. We okay. We haven't seen it. Okay. They've given her the opportunity. They've given her the choice to actually um, have it manifest, but she mm-hmm. so far has not the, taken the the plunge. So, okay. but effectively, she is a mutant in Marvel comic canon.
0: Okay. Okay.
4: So she's both yeah. mutant so, yeah, and inhuman. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like the Inhumans too. You know that TV show, a uh, uh, disaster. <laughs> <gosh. laughs>
4: Right. Yeah, that, that was, was the spin out from the, from
3: uh, the Agents, Agents of it. S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah.
4: Oh, that yeah. was terrible. Oh, my right.
3: gosh. I remember being excited by Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I thought, yeah, oh, absolutely. this is cool. This is so a good. you know a connectivity to the movie. And, and, mm-hmm. it, and, it, and it was still in that genre of television production where I, it was a lot of episodes, too, wasn't it? Like a 20-plus season or something. It was on a more traditional model.
0: Yeah, it was like 22 episodes a season. Yeah, right, yeah it right, was on a
3: kind right. of, uh, linear uh, mm-hmm. ad-based as opposed to a streaming-based uh, show. So
4: It was a really fun show. It was a
3: fun mm-hmm. show.
0: Yeah, I, I love it. I, I want to go back and do a rewatch.
4: And who's the
3: actor who plays Phil Coulson? He's great. I could watch him read oh, the book. Gosh,
0: yeah, name? well, people are hoping maybe he'll show back up because they never acknowledge that he – well, he died a few times. Sorry, spoilers for Agents of Children. Clark Gregg uh, is the yeah. yeah. He's great. I yeah, agree he was really him. good in
4: it. He was really yeah. good.
0: Yeah, in they it. brought him back for what's What If, right, last season? They did.
4: It? They yeah. did.
0: If there's anything
3: else, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we will talk about the new film, and we'll set up for some of the uh, things that we need to know going into this. So we'll be right back. And we're back. Okay, let's switch tack and let's take a look at the new film. Alicia, you want to set us up with some of the production details for this?
0: Uh, yeah. So we mentioned that it's directed by Nia DaCosta. Um, mm-hmm. So she's someone who started as a production assistant under directors like uh, Scorsese, Steve McQueen, uh, Soderbergh. Um, she directed some of her own films like Littlewoods and uh, Candyman, a couple episodes of Top Boy. She's obviously got that film Hedda coming up with Tessa Thompson. And she, but she also just is a comic book geek. So she approached Marvel with an idea for a Fantastic Four X-Men crossover movie. And obviously that didn't end up happening. Yeah. Okay. At least yet, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> but uh, she ended up um, being able to direct this instead. And this makes her the youngest director. And first African American woman to have directed a Marvel film. Okay, and she also directed that Ms. Marvel mid-credit scene. And there's, a, you might have seen um, a few months ago, or I don't know, it was a while ago now. Uh, there was a video going around online about a Marvel's movie on a cruise ship. So you can you can find you know people have recorded it and it's on the internet called Quantum Encounter, and uh, she directed the side that has Brie Larson and. Iman Valani. Okay. And they just, they fight Ultron on a cruise ship.
3: Okay. <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> fun. So uh, hopefully a director who's hit director level and got multiple projects under her feet, hopefully she is going to start moving and shaking, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, she seems to be someone who's quite promising. She also uh, was one of the writers she wrote with, well, there was a whole cadre of writers, but they all have like bring different levels of expertise. So okay. Uh, she wrote with Megan McDonnell, who Megan McDonnell wrote a couple episodes of WandaVision, uh, episodes three and four, and also episodes of the upcoming Darkhold Diaries and Vision Quest. So she's really into the Wanda and Vision and witchy characters. Okay, cool. Um, but so she helped introduce Monica. So it makes sense that she works on this. Uh, another writer was Alyssa Kra- Karasik, who is a member of the Loki writing room. She wrote uh, the the variant in the first season, the episode that starts at the Ren Fair and uh, stops in Pempe and ends with the introduction of Sylvie. Okay. And um, yeah, also like other shows like We Crash and Lessons in Chemistry. And the other writer is Zeb Wells, who's a um, Marvel comic book writer, especially of Spider-Man comics, and also a voice actor on Robot Chicken, de facto showrunner of Marvel Zombies, and uh, wrote the She-Hulk episode, The Retreat, and cameoed in another episode.
3: Wow, uh, a lot of a lot of connectivity here. Marvel yeah. Zombies. Hmm. And I did Jean's eyebrows just <laughs> raise up there. But you were talking about the DC uh Zombies last time we Yeah, I just said
4: you know on. DC did it a little yeah. bit better. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, still, we've we've I'm talked excited about for Marvel Zombies but yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: Yeah. We've talked about it of Marvel Zombies on this show a few times, That's uh, true. it's going to be TVMA, so
5: yeah. Right.
3: Exciting. Yeah. yeah. And, and hopefully with this new, what is it called again? Now I'm blanking already in my brain, Marvel spotlight? spotlight, you know, yeah, I don't think play. this will
0: be connected to that.
3: Yeah. The, yeah. Well still let's, let's get yeah. some different stuff going on. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Why please yeah. make more use main? of it
0: than the special presentations. Yeah. And please give us more special presentations. <laughs> That's
3: right. And yeah, that as well. <laughs> cool. So what are some of the other characters that we need to pay attention to in this movie? Well, Nick Fury, of course. God, where is he coming from out of
0: the show that shall not be named? (laughs) Do you think, uh, Jean, uh, is there any aspect of Nick Fury's story that you're hoping gets picked back up and continued from Secret Invasion, I said? No.
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Yeah. As we left think, um,
3: him shooting up, right? He was getting his new leather jacket on and right. everything. And yeah, his on, wife was
0: going with him on the ship. The, yeah. the
4: peace conference, the peace summit, or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, no. As far as I'm concerned, that it didn't happen.
0: His <laughs> <laughs> his wife's going to be there. But do you think they'll mention Maria? I'm still mad yes. about Maria. I'm going to die mad about yes. Maria. Mm-hmm. Yes, they
4: they they have to mention her.
0: They have to mention. They her. have yeah. to.
4: They have to.
3: I yeah. did see in one of the oh god, I can't remember which trailer it was now or teaser or whatever, there was a scene in one of the Marvel's promo materials of a group of scrolls in the background for, for a brief moment. I'm assuming that there's gonna be some connectivity there.
0: Yeah. And and of course there's the whole Gaia of it all, like or mm-hmm. maybe they'll just leave her off screen for now, but I don't know. I feel like they have to at least say something.
3: For sure. All right. So who's our big bad in this?
0: Yeah, well it looks like there's at least you know as far as the trailer set up the big antagonist as being someone called Darben uh played by Zawa Ashton and Darben is a character from the comics that they've uh gender swapped. I don't know if you know much about Darben.
4: No, not not really. No. And I kind of wanted to not delve into the character mm-hmm. cuz I want to see what they do. Mm-hmm. Because uh, as as much as I know of not a uh, major you know driving force of plot in any of the of the books
0: yeah she seems to be blaming carol for something in the trailers and we know that this is also going to tie to uh, aladna a planet from the comics where everyone speaks in rhyme and that was going to be where the singing stuff was but i don't know mm. if any of the singing stuff is left but we have also park So June. Is playing Prince John uh, or Jan? I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Also, so that's the Prince of Aladdin, also from the comics. So I know the comic story. I guess I'll bite my tongue on it for now because it might be spoilery. But I'm wondering if yeah, he might play a similar role. If he might be a love interest, or if there might be comedic elements with him. Do you know anything about him?
4: Again, no. Um, not in any of the the books that I've read. I'm not. I'm not doing a lot of, of backup on the movie because yeah. I have a feeling like I don't know if Darben is the big bad. You like, think they're, I, they're, they're,
3: they got something behind that I, yeah, in the trailers?
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering the same.
4: Because it's just been too much of her. Mm-hmm. For her.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering, yeah, if the if it's going to turn out to be something else. But it does seem like she's the one who's playing with the Kree technology and she has the other bangle and something happens With the bangle, Carol takes it from her and that's how she gets like tangled with uh, Kamala and ends up swapping spaces with her and ends up in her in her bedroom. But then at the same time, Monica is inspecting this space anomaly, that wormhole, and she gets tangled in it as well. So the three of them all have some sort of energy based powers and they get tied up in a knot together. And anytime they use their powers, they switch spaces, which could be really fun in fight scenes.
4: Yeah, because we get entirely too much of
0: Darth
4: <laughs> 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 in trailers. Like, so I, I'm wondering if there's, you know, something else um, driving the story and propelling the narrative forward. Yeah. So that's what I'll be interested to, in seeing and finding out. I might be wrong. I might be really yeah. off base here. But I just, yeah, I, I, I'm quietly hoping that there is something else, you know, behind the scenes.
0: I'm, w- I'm wondering, too, uh, if there's more. In any case, though, I'm very interested to see uh, what's, go- what's going to happen with them, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every time, you know, with Dar having the other bangle and them becoming entangled. And every time they use quantum entanglement. Well places. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you just bring
3: up quantum entanglement on the Beacon 23 preview, Alicia, about how?
0: Yeah, though, it's in the book. That's how they communicate uh, in across space.
3: Okay, well, I'm I'm look all that, down for quantum that. entangling yeah. our our it's also our ID and
0: Loki. Yeah,
3: perfect. I like it. Great. What else? Uh, what else should we be thinking about? Anything else that we we need to know? You guys keep talking about ten rings.
4: Well, let me let me just say one thing first. I okay. think in relation to how people are are viewing the stories and and wanting to see the connectivity, I think this is where I want to see that. Mm-hmm. Right, I, yeah, I want to see that in this movie I want to see how it, how it branches off into the other Marvel overarching story details that are going to happen in this, this next phase so I will be disappointed if we don't get that and I'm hoping that we do get that so that's my expectation coming into this movie that we do get some sort of connective tissue to the overarching phase um, story details that are going to happen
0: okay yeah i agree yeah i think they need to start uh paying paying these teases off and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's obviously something with this technology going on and tell us tell us things now Yeah. i think yes. that's
3: one of the things that we learned coming out of lost is like don't keep setting up mysteries without right. really good solid yes. payoffs yes. you
0: know
3: yes. don't yes. keep setting up these yeah. things
0: but then again hey that's what they did uh in what like in phases two and three, setting up the infinity stones. And then, you know, they would give you things like, well, this is a t- tesseract. This is the reality uh, stone. Right. And mm-hmm. we didn't know that they were part of this bigger thing. So we right. weren't like. Right.
4: But they would oh, give us things. Yeah. 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 And so
3: things. set up mysteries, but pay, make yeah. sure you pay them off in, in good ways. That mm-hmm. that's, right. that's That's the art of this medium right this is what showrunners and writers have to figure out how much is too much how much is too little you know all of these things this is what it takes to be a good showrunner to be a good writer to be a good executive producer that's the art of give us give us some dialing these things in right you know give us Mm -hmm. something
4: to you know sink our teeth in and, Mm -hmm. and and to you know wonder about and question and 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 have you know theories on and and see if those theories, you know, bear fruit. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. I want to see things, you know. It doesn't have to be something. You don't have to tell me this is the person that we're up against. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be that, but just give me something. Right.
3: Right. Alicia, what are your hopes and uh, expectations for the Marvels?
0: Yeah, I mean, I hope it's uh, a fun time. I hope that we get some of these questions. I hope that there is... They give us just a little bit more lore and tease what's coming uh, next in a significant way. Okay, and maybe some X Men. Who knows? <laughs> Very cool.
3: Yeah, I'm looking for some humor and entertainment. I'm, you know, I'm just going to be about it. This is a three heroine characters, three women leads. Uh, uh, looks like on surface is a is a woman big bad. I'm like, let's go, let's tell mm-hmm. a story here. I'm, I want to see something, a, a black woman director, let's go, right? I'm, I'm ready for some different content in this way. And I'm just really, <laughs> I'm really hopeful that they put in a solid win here, right? Let's, let's, let's have an entertaining, fun movie that we can all have, you know, good vibes and, and good time talking about.
0: Right. But it yeah. doesn't feel empty like Thor for. <laughs> sorry not to call it out but I did
4: <laughs> you know, no call it out because it needs to be called out call it out you know, I'm, I'm really optimistic about this, this story in part because of the characters and what we've seen of the characters before um, this movie um, so you know what I've seen from Ms. Marvel on TV what I've seen from Monica you know what I've seen from Carol I'm excited about you know these characters the traits that they've they've given us in what they've shown us these characters who they are what they are what they're about so if they can bring those traits forward into the movie I think we're going to have a good time
3: So I think with that we'll wrap it up here we will be back uh, around a week to 10 days after the movie uh premieres with our recap telling you what we thought of of the movie. We want your feedback, so write into MCU at the dot and let us know what you thought of the movie. We've also got the the Discord, so hop on there and uh, we'll have an MCU channel. It's the Loki channel right now, and we'll just roll that into you know back to to Marvels once Loki is over. So hop in there, let us know, Alicia. You are. Busy with some podcasting stuff. You want to give us a quick update on your plans for the Wolfshift Dust Feed and the book club?
0: Uh, yeah, well, you and I just recorded a quick little preview of the Beacon 23 coverage, which has been released in this feed. And um, there will be a longer preview with Luke and I coming out in the next couple of days uh, in the public Wolfshift Dust Feed, uh, where we just look at, what are we expecting from this show? What do we know so far? Mm-hmm. What you need to know going in, spoiler free. And uh, meanwhile, on the book club feed, Abby and I have broken down the book, so that episode will be coming out. The That's next the Shift well. Dust book. We'll shift dust. Uh, yeah. No, but club.
3: you, which book? Because you didn't you do Oh one? no,
0: is is Beacon Twenty Three? Oh, they- oh, Beacon 23. Oh, right. okay.
3: I thought, Abby is Abby going to be working with you yes. on the Wolfshift trilogy we, yes. as well? Okay.
0: And then we're going to... I can't keep track. You're <laughs> all over the
3: place. <laughs> You're busy. And then you and Jean have been talking. We're not going to spoil too much. You guys are still working some
4: things out, but... Yeah. Uh, 2024 so- is going to be nice. Yeah. Okay. New year, new feed.
3: <laughs> all right. Very cool. Very cool. Over on Lorehound Central, we're just playing catch up with a lot of stuff. It's going to be a light month for november and december but we're going to be filling it up with some we're going to catch up on our ursi trilogy uh books actually it's not trilogy it's a we're going to read all i believe all six of them oh uh, wow it was silmarillion stories. sorry john you said
4: i said oh wow uh,
3: yeah uh we've got silmarillion stories we have a second breakfast coming up which is our patreon exclusive And then we're figuring out what we're going to do for the new year. We're looking at some different options. So we'll keep everybody posted there. Properly Howard movie review. Anthony and Steve have finished up their series on remake films, but you can go back and check out all of those titles in their feed. They covered things like The Thing, Sorcerer, Cape Fear, The Departed. They had a lot of fun with that. They did a Dune part one of the Villeneuve, which Alicia and I were on looking forward to the Dune movie when it does come around. Mm, Yes, fingers (laughs) crossed that they don't play more silly games with it. So lastly, we always like to give a shout out to our Patreon supporters. If you're interested in our Patreon and you want to support us, check us out at patreon.com slash the lorehounds. We have three tiers. Uh, For as little as three bucks a month, you get ad-free episodes. We also have annual memberships. So, if you want to uh, do that, if that makes uh, more sense for you from a budgetary standpoint, that's great. We throw you a little bit of a discount; it's about ten percent. So, for just under thirty-five dollars for a year, uh, you get a lot of uh, great content and the satisfaction of knowing that you're supporting a bunch of hardworking creatives <laughs> at this stuff. But for our top-tier members, the Lore Masters, we always like to give a shout out to say thank you for your ongoing support. So, Samarshan, Cyrus, Mark H. Michael G, Michelle E, David W, Brian P, Nick W, SC, Peter OH, Bettina W, Adam S, Nancy M, Lavinia T, duve 71, Brian 8063, Frederick H, Sarah L, Garrett C, Eric F, Matthew M, Sarah M, DJ Miwa, Andra B, Kwong Yu, Laura G, Deadeye Jedi Bob, Nathan T, Alex B, Aaron T, Sub Zero, and Adrian. Thank you all so very much for your continued and ongoing support. Thank you to all our subscribers. Thanks to everyone who listens. We appreciate it. We are looking forward to being back with you in just a bit with Loki. Season two wrap up episode six. That's going to be exciting. And then we will be with you for Marvels. Uh, Alicia, Jean, thanks so very much.
4: Thanks, guys. See you.
0: The Lorehounds podcast is produced and published by the Lorehounds. You can send questions and feedback and voicemails at thelorehounds.com slash contact. Get early and ad-free access to all Lorehounds podcasts at patreon.com slash thelorehounds. Any opinions stated are ours personally and do not reflect the opinion of or belong to any employers or other entities. A new Star Wars journey begins in the place all good journeys begin. At, well, the beginning.